With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, people, what's going on outside? Cassie Dabinga here. Want to do a little different intro. A lot of folks from wondering if we're actually going to do this show. When's it going to happen? Well, it's happening now. We're going to do an abridged version. We're going to have about 37 minutes left. And, uh, you know, welcome to the groove. We're on the street. It's Hollywood colorblind or color stricken. People, this is Saeed Cassie Dabinga, live and direct. From Los Angeles, Los Angeles, on the west side, though it's the east side, or the east side where I wish I was, or the central side, which is DRC Congo, 50th year of independence coming up, uh, June 30th, next week. We have a heavy day of shooting tomorrow for another film we're working on, Border Clash, and congratulations to the Ghanaians defeating the uh, United States of America at World Cup 2-1 in overtime. That's actually going to be the basis of another show I'll be doing down the road, maybe sometime next week. That show is going to be entitled Nkrumah is Dead, and so is Pan-Africanism. Pan-Africanism, as the question of the day is, and all this love towards the continent and the teams that are playing in World Cup soccer, and particularly, and, and, you know, we're all rooting for the Ghanaians or the Cameroonians or the Senegalese. Is Senegalese playing or the Cote d'Ivoire or Algerians or our brothers, the South Africans, who are playing like they might get deported from South Africa if they lost? With all that, you know, solidarity, solidarity, solidarity today as I was walking down the street. Where's all this solidarity when it comes to DRC? And I know a lot of people are like, oh, here he goes again. But Saeed, you know, we can't have the problems in the world. Well, I'm not asking you to. What I'm asking is uh, where's all this solidarity for the motherland when it comes to the extermination taking place in our Congo? But I guess as long as people, people have PlayStation, Xbox, and, you know, they can play Call of Duty and, they can use their latest MacBook or iPad, I guess, or their Droid or their iPhones. I guess as long as those work, then what's a few couple of, you know, million Congolese getting slaughtered for their convenience? God forbid, it's like apartheid. But anyways, that's another show. <laughs> uh, we got Joella in the booth here. Hi, Joella. She's waving back to me. Uh, we're going to keep a very short show today. And again, it's word on the street. Is Hollywood colorblind or color-stricken? You know, the latest controversy, it actually came about, I've been thinking about doing this for a while. I was actually going to do like an hour-long show, bring some guests in, but I wanted to keep it very short today because, again, we have a shoot going on tomorrow. Uh, but the, the thing that's up in my mind is, uh, as it says here in our description of today's show, it seems there's been a lot of hoopla about Anglos portraying non-Anglos in such movies as Prince of Persia and The Last Airbender, but a few people are calling the kettle black. Let's talk about that. Well, let's do talk about that because this goes back to when you had Anthony Jolie well, let's go way back when I believe you had a, was it John Wayne or I don't know who it was that was portraying uh, Genghis Khan or some Asian character that was beyond stereotypical. But, you know, I think recently we had Angelina Jolie playing in that movie, The Mighty Heart, and she was portraying an indigenous woman where they had to give her makeup to darken her skin to play that character. Uh, I think there was controversy with Shaft some time ago where I believe they had a light-skinned brother Plain uh, Latino. I'm not so sure about sure about the specifics, but then what happened is that this movie came out, and I think it's, it's getting a lot of attention. Uh, Prince of Persia came out, and I was asking a lot of my friends, "Well, where are the Persians? All the leads in the film, for the most part, 
are Anglo. They're not Persian or from Iran or from the Middle East. Uh, Arafat Molina, I mean, great actors, nevertheless. You know, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Alfred Molina and some other folks, but all the leads in that movie, for the most part, were Anglo, playing Persians. Now, of course, uh, my mentor, Bruckheimer, was it Bruckheimer? I think he was doing it. Uh, or was it the director, I believe, was talking about how back in the day all the Persians were blonde and blue eyes. Okay, well, we weren't there and we don't know, but I think that was a little issue right there. And then when Airbender got casted recently, and I know some people in the film, um, the controversy came about, again, of saying, well, they changed the characters from Air, of Airbender, who were ethnic or Asian or what have you, to Anglo, which I think the lead kid is the ice kid. I believe so, is Anglo in the movie, though he's ethnic, I think Asian in the film. But I also noticed that they have the guy from Slumdog Millionaire in there, featured prominently, I might add, on a lot of the posters for Last Airbender. But a lot of people focus on the fact that it's not uh, mostly Asians or ethnic has, has made Anglo. Well, I know a few Japanese people that are in the movie, and I know a lot of uh, East Asian or East Indian actors are in the movie also. But I wonder, uh, uh, my question for a lot of people in this situation was, um, particularly the black Hollywood, we're very quick to point out this miscasting when it comes to Prince of Persia and Airbender. But I didn't hear this outcry, particularly from black Hollywood, or segments on Black Hollywood, when uh, our brother Danny Glover was doing the Toussaint movie, and not go look on IMDb, were in Haitian for one. But I believe they had brother Cheeto, Don Cheeto playing Toussaint, Angela, uh, Angela Bass was going to play the wife, uh, the gentleman Jonathan something Rice from the Tudors was going to play one of the generals, whatever. But I didn't see this outcry from a lot of people, particularly segments of black Hollywood, a lot of black Hollywood, when that casting came about. And then recently we have Jennifer Hudson was casted to play Winnie Mandela and um, Brother Terrence Howard. I haven't spoke to him in a while, but he's a great guy, great guy. And during our last conversation, I always enjoy talking with him. I didn't, he was casted to play uh, Nelson Mandela. I don't hear the outcry against them being casted. Tay Diggs and Drum, Carl Lumley and Namibia Catch a Fire. No, no, no. Carl Lumley in the Namibia, The Struggle, uh, Derek Luke in Catch a Fire. I didn't hear criticisms from black Hollywood or anything like that when our brothers and sisters, black Americans, were cast to play, were to portray uh, Africans. This goes to Jill Scott in the Ladies Detective Agency, and I think Anna, Anika Rose, I cannot remember their hyphenated name, Anika Rose was cast to play in the, the Ladies Detective Agency that was set in Botswana even though the writer of that book specifically said he wanted an African to play those roles. Now, of course, people are going to say, oh, Saeed, but, you know, it's just asking, you know, acting, and they're African-American, and their roots are from Africa. No, the roots back in the day may be, may be from the continent, but they're black American. And we can't make those excuses, and I think it's very unfair to point fingers at the last airbender or Prince of Persia when, let me give an example. Um, I remember the movie role bounce where I can't remember the brother's name. He was playing the father. His name is right in front of me. I know people say, well, if it's right in front of you, why don't you just say what it is and look at it. But I remember when he played, he was playing the father. He was playing in some controversial Butler show where they were talking about lynching, and they actually worked on getting the show canceled. But uh, his son came out in a little skinny little bathing suit out of the pool, and he ran up to the father, and the father said, go put some clothes on. This is in Africa. Now, let's go to the movie Something New directed by our fellow African, Sanaa Hamri, one of the smoothest act directors I know. And I'd love to work with her one day. 
there's a scene in there where the comedian, if I recall correctly, was on stage, and she said, um, she's a black comedian, and she says, as the father's black and the son is black in uh, Roll Bounce, uh, in this movie, something new, she said, I've never dated anybody outside my race. Oh, yes, I have. I dated an African. Okay. Now, I didn't hear the outcry from Hollywood when that went down, particularly from black Hollywood. So my thing is, why am I going to really, I understand the, 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 the vehemence outcry against maybe Airbender or Prince of Persia when we have these, uh, you know, these, these, these casting decisions, because Hollywood's looking at people who they think can bring in box office. That's all they're thinking about. They're thinking about who can we bring in that can bring people through the, through the gates. Well, I guess they, they didn't do the research and understand that Gyllenhaal, he's a great actor, but Jake Gyllenhaal, is a, he's not top-lining movies. Prince of Persia is a brand. You can cast that movie with nothing but Persia in there, and it's going to sell. It's like the Lumumba movie. No one knew who the actor was who portrayed Lumumba outside, uh, Lumumba outside the country, uh, you know, the continent. But people went to see the movie because it was Lumumba. You know, Winnie Mandela, this is someone who was keeping, Mandela, was keeping Nelson, his, his, keeping him among the people when he was locked up on Robben Island. Nothing against Jennifer Hudson, but first off, she's not South African. Two, she's, you know, she's, I think, her mid-20s. She doesn't know anything about apartheid. And three, what she said was the hardest thing for her to understand was uh, the accent. She didn't say anything about learning the history. This is Winnie Mandela, who, when they had her at the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, she was sitting there, and you had, you had uh, Bishop Tutu sitting up there with some other people, and they were waiting for her to apologize. You know, the, the Truth and Reconciliation was you would admit your crimes and ask for forgiveness from the victim's family or what have you, or maybe the victim themselves, they were still alive. And she sat there, and they waited, and she sat there, and they waited, and they was like, well, what do you have to say? She goes, nothing. And she said, uh, well, you know, you, you know, they're getting frustrated. They, well, you need to, you know, apologize for whatever wrong you did during the apartheid struggle, you know, to rid stop the Africa apartheid. The whole audience, particularly the, the top level where the black people were sitting, exploded in support, exploded in support. Rounds of cheers and all kinds of stuff. You can see two bishop, uh, Desmond Tutu getting upset, some other people getting upset. It was really, it was, it was, it was, this was, issue that this is war. How is Jennifer Hudson going to relate to the effect of apartheid? You can't mimic that kind of anger. I don't care what kind of actor you are. Now, of course, you can pull on, I don't know her background, she came out of Chi-Town, but coming back away from her, so people don't think I'm criticizing her, is she's black American. She's not from South Africa. And a lot of South Africans were very vehement about to the, to the producer, like, you need to cast someone from the continent that understands the struggle of apartheid, what it meant to be a minority, what it meant to be a majority in a country, and you rule by a minority that doesn't want to give up power, doesn't want to share power. Do you know South Africa dismantled their nuclear weapons before Mandela and the black folks took power? Could you imagine if South Africa, run, you know, run by a, you know, basically a black nation, had nuclear weapons? Imagine the world now. So, again, are people calling the kettle black? That is my question for you listeners out there. Reach out to me, 1-646-595-2892, 1-646-595-2892. Now, I know some of my brothers and sisters in the game are going to say, oh, my God, he's like being racist, something like that. But, no, when I talk to my actresses and actor friends in the business, I ask them that question. I said, how does it feel? Or what is your opinion? Or why is it known as anything when, when you know, Airbender or Prince of Persia comes out and people want to talk about that casting because they're not casting Persians or anything like that. But when it comes to Africans, they have no problem casting black Americans to portray Africans. When it comes to the sense we have Africans coming here to Hollywood auditioning, competing against black Americans to portray themselves. The Asian community has their stance on this. The uh, Latino community has their stance on this. So my thing is Hollywood really colorblind or they just color stricken. 
is it wrong for a studio to cast somebody, even though they might be of the same ethnicity, to portray a character in a story, in a film where they're paying $100 million? Look at it from the business point of view. Conversely, do you think in Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise was, the, is, you know, back in the 90s, was the biggest box office star in the world before Will came around? Do you think they'd be out? You think the students would dare cast Tom Cruise as Minister Malcolm X? Uh, no, because you know and I know the brothers and sisters in the street <laughs> and those closet radicals in Hollywood will not go for something like that. So my thing is, are we righteous or are people righteous in pointing out that there's no Persians in the Prince of Persia? There's no Asians in, 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 in uh, The Last Airbender, even though there's a lot of them. In fact, one is casted in our movie you know, that we're working on. But there's a lot of Asians in there. And I think we really have to be careful because particularly from black folk, when I hear so much criticism towards these movies, but I don't hear a pe- I didn't hear nothing when Tucson was being, was being produced, put together by Brother Danny Glover. And when I saw Danny Brother Danny Glover, who I love, love respect for, I asked him, I said, why are there no Haitians in the movies and in the leads? Because I know about 50 just one phone call away, you know, one broadcast text message. And he said, well, there's 15,000 Haitians in Venezuela. I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot of them right here in Hollywood that can act, that can bring the mission. You know, Jimmy Jean-Louis, uh, you have Nina uh, Desaro, you have uh, Claudia Ariel, you have Alan Louis. I mean, I know the young director out here, uh, Mikkelsen Sedil. I mean, there's talent out there, Wendy Abraham, um, Mark Rodney. I'm not going on the list of people. The Haitian Revolution or Toussaint or what have you, or the, the Revolution of Santo Domingo, that sells itself like Lumumba. So let's take a break here and come back on the other side of this groove here. Let's keep it short and sweet. You know, Michael Jackson passed away. So when they do some casting, again, you know, does it really matter? Does, it, does, it really, does people really care? Who is it? Let great Michael rest in peace, brother.
does it really matter who gets casted? Video says they look the part. Then we see the movie and ask, who is it? people who is it you know Michael Jackson passed away a year ago yesterday uh, we're gonna do a show on him uh, actually I believe next I think actually later on this evening but I doubt it because that's two hours we have a film shoot tomorrow but we're gonna do a show in memoriam to the late great Michael Jackson Tupac Shakur featuring I won't tell you you find it for yourself we might do it later on tonight but I do next weekend but people again is Hollywood colorblind, colorstruck? I mean, what's going on here? And again, I go back again. It's not, it's nothing slanderous to our brothers and sisters. You know, we understand the game of Hollywood. But it's kind of funny on one end where a lot of us will say, and again, maybe it's maybe directed towards anybody, but as a, as a foreigner, as an immigrant myself, I'm kind of looking at the big, the broader picture. It might be one thing to say, hey, look, they're casting people that are not our ethnicity, which makes it more difficult for us to get those kind of roles that we want to play. But conversely, if we produce those kind of roles we want to play, and they're probably, those roles are of another ethnicity, and we cast ourselves to play those ethnicities, why are we not doing to others what we don't want done to us? There was a play some time ago that uh, Spike Lee uh, brought to our attention. I'm not too sure if it was on uh, 60 Minutes or Larry Kim. I'm not too sure why I came across it, but it was, a traveling, it was a traveling theater group, and I believe it went to Europe for some time, but the entire cast was uh, black American. But they were playing like 15 different roles, German, Swedes, Norwegians, French, English, it was really amazing, and it's a play I wanted to see, and I'm hoping there's a DVD available. Now, in that case, is there anything wrong with that, that they're playing a, a German or they're playing a Norwegian or they're playing a French person or they're playing an English person? Is there anything wrong with that? No, there's not. Conversely, could those same people turn around, you know, because, look, this might surprise a lot of people. Now, brace yourself. I'm about to tell you. Hold on. Here it comes. Grab the chairs. There are some black Russians and black Germans and black uh, Europeans. This might surprise some people, but there is. Trust me for a long time, you know. Very interesting, very interesting. We have a, who's that guy, Joella, who's that guy from The Wire? Idris Alba. It's very interesting that people, until they hear him talk, they think he's from the United States, but he's actually British. I think he's of a Sierra Leone descent. His father used to play for uh, Sound International, one of the biggest sound systems in England. And his father's best favorite music was what? Congolese music, so you know I have to love it. But it's very interesting. We were talking, and um, you brought us something. I, I'm going to say it for another show, but it's very interesting people's reaction when they hear him start talking and they hear the accent. But, again, people will say, well, look, he's black British playing in, uh, a black folk, you know, a criminal, playing a black person from, um, uh, I think, the wire set in Baltimore. Is there anything wrong with that? No, I'm not saying anything wrong with that. What I'm saying, though, is the criticism that so many people, I'm going to, you know, just, you know, look at, same with the black Hollywood. The criticism that so many people are throwing against movies like Airbender, Prince of Persia, and stuff like that, but they don't say a word when they themselves are casted to play folks on the continent. I saw an episode of uh, uh, 
uh, Law and Order, I think it was Criminal Minds, and they had an episode where the brother was, I believe, I think he was from the continent, I'm not too sure. Um, there were supposed to be some, some plays West African. I'm not sure if it's in a real country. It's very interesting, but I remember uh, the person they the play the African male, I believe he was African, I'm not too sure. I didn't get a chance to check out his bio. But the daughter was played by uh, the great actress Felicia Rashad, her daughter. Now, the accent was kind of interesting. <laughs> and a lot of times, you know, they have these accents like, you know, I went to go with my tail from 7-Eleven, and I came down to buy some chicken, and I came down from the field fighting with militias. I don't know an African straight from the village or the city or the, that has an accent like that. You know, people are talking about Don Cheeto playing Paul Rosa Medina in Holta Rwanda. Great role, great acting. Kind of interesting, though. I didn't hear a lot of people complain about the fact that he wasn't Rwandan, and the accent sounded more British than Francophone. You know, because Rwanda, you know, is a Francophone country, regardless of what Paul Kagame wants people to think. So, are people right? You know, no pun intended, but are people are people making criticism? Are they calling the kettle black? I think we have to look into that. That's something we have to check. That's something we have to, you know, really question. Are people in the righteous? Yes, it's wrong. No one's saying it's right. This Prince of Persia, you want to see some Persians in there. That's an audience that no one's getting. Of course, when they need some terrorists or something, something like that or some insurgents, well, they'll wheel down to like a, you know, little, little uh, Middle Eastern uh, neighborhoods and cast them up. Well, they want some great roles and stuff like that, you know, Prince of Persia or what have you. Nothing to say. Now, again, Airbender... If you look at the prominent posters, what do you see? And people are going to say, well, they're just showing that guy's been slumming down millionaire because, the average, you know, because of all the criticism towards the movie. Uh, okay, or maybe they're advertising him because they want to get that audience. Look at Bollywood. And let's get it right now. And a lot of these Latinos who are pointing fingers at a lot of these movies talking about, well, they're not casting real Latinos. They don't look Latino. Well, you know, a couple of times I've turned on Univision or Telemundo, you know, particularly when they're, like, they're visiting the White House and speaking with the presidents, whatever, and I've turned off the video and you'd swear to, you know, not the video, I'd turn off the audio, and I'm just looking at the video, obviously, and I swear to God, I'm looking at a group of Anglos, you know, from Beverly Hills or someplace. So let's not just think, oh, it's just the black folks that are doing it. A lot of Latinos are doing the same thing. If you're a little too dark, they don't want to cast you. You remember that, that line in um, Mississippi Masala starring Denzel Washington and a uh, young actress from uh, of East Indian descent. I can't remember her name. It's Casey right now. And he said to the father, who was being racist to, the, to, to Denzel, because he was dating the father, you know, the daughter. And he said, look, you know, I'm paraphrasing here because, look, you know, you're not exactly, you know, light-skinned yourself, a little darker. They might mistake you for one of us. And I think it's very interesting, you know, that little line, because, you know, before 911, everybody was looking at, you know, driving while black, shopping while black, whatever. Now it seems like people are looking at, uh, at people of East Indian descent, and people are saying they're the new Negroes. But that veers off another conversation we should maybe have down the road in reference to color-struck, colorblind society. But let's come back to Hollywood in our remaining 11 minutes. And really, what, do you think people are right for doing that? You know? Hello, Frank White. How are you? <laughs> You're saying, quit playing the race card. You're acting real S, huh? You got to listen there. I'm a liar. So, Frank, what's your opinion on this whole scenario? Talk to me. Do you think it's really the race card that I'm playing? Or do you think Hollywood, the critics of Hollywood, are playing the race card? Prince of Persia didn't bother me. Eric Bender didn't bother me. Frank Wright, what do you think? He's saying the, he's saying the word liar. So I want to hear your opinion. What is your view on this whole thing? Is it really the race card? When people talk about race when it comes to casting, is it really playing the race card? Or people, when they hear race, 
being talked about think that the person is playing the race card. For me, it's more the ethnicity. And for me, I've seen movies where everybody's casted to play everybody. And I apologize, Frank, for not getting to you much sooner. Our board didn't come up on the chat side, so I didn't see you. So I'm sorry if I had you waiting in limbo there. That was very unrighteous. But we come back. And again, Frank says, quit playing the race card. You're acting real, uh, I can't think, it's, I think it's BS. And he goes, you got one listener. Okay, I'm glad you're listening, Frank, or you were listening. But again, maybe that's just the issue. Maybe Frank represents Hollywood, how Frank Hollywood's looking at, we're just casting, casting the best actor. We're casting the best person for the role. We're casting the person we think is righteous for the role. We also want to return our investment if we're paying $100 million on a movie, $117 million on a movie, or $200 million on a movie. We want to return our investment. And as you know, Frank heard the show earlier, you may have heard why I said that. It's, that's how I was looking at things. Conversely, my question is, are people righteous to point out those castings of people outside of the Pacific ethnic group? Yet, when they are producing their own movies, they write roles of people from other ethnic groups. They cast themselves to play that ethnic group, though they themselves are not from the ethnic group. And that is the question. So, again, maybe I think Frank's comment, thinking that I'm playing the race card, is an issue that's really at the, the bottom of all this. Or do people even want to have a discussion about this? What do you think? Come to me. Come to me live. We have a few minutes left here. In fact, I have a few emails here. I think I want to do a second show because I didn't realize we have about 45 emails here. So we'll address those questions at a show down the road in our remaining list. But Frank, I'm sorry to miss you out. Frank Wright, I don't know why that name looks familiar. I know why, because I'm thinking of the brother out of New York who was mentioned in a song by The Outlaws in a song that Tupac did. I remember the name Frank Wright was brought up. I can't remember exactly. But Frank, I'm sorry I missed your email there, and I apologize. I would love to have an exchange with you and hear your thoughts a little deeper. But, you know, maybe Frank is uh, bringing up some points that need to break up, brought up. You know, when you do bring up the race card in these situations, and Frank may try to use Frank's analogy at this point, are we making people defensive? Are we making people who are creators having to justify their casting decisions? People write what they know. I write what I know. Most of my friends are foreigners like me from every culture you can think of, and also from the state, United States, what have you, Latin America, what have you. So are we putting people on the defensive? Are we, are we right to criticize somebody if they are, if they are um, as you say, writing what they know, and if they're living in an area that most people look like them, are we righteous for pointing out their flaws? But then again, you look at Seinfeld and those movies, or the uh, Sex in the City, uh, Friends casted in New York, and why was there such a big hoopla about when they casted a young black woman, a black actress whose name escapes me at this moment, to be on the show? Maybe because it was set in New York and they didn't see anybody of any other, any other ethnicities but Anglos. So, so we'll have to use this discussion for another time. I want to ask you, what do you think your point of view is? Frank came forward and gave his point of view, and I appreciate it. So, again, this is Hollywood. Hollywood wants its box office, blockbuster, when you're doing a $100 movie, are you going to cast a person standing at the corner of 7th and Broadway or 7th and Figueroa? Or are you are going to cast a person who you know is going to bring it in? Tom Cruise is the biggest star years ago. Well, his movie just came out uh, night and day. It's not doing so well. So, again, maybe the question is, do you cast for box office or do you cast for story? So, again, in our remaining in, uh, minutes here, uh, six minutes, let's do a little clip here if we can. Uh, we don't have too much time in this groove. So we're doing our show coming up in reference to Tupac. But you know what? I'm not going to do that. We have our Independence Day coming up sometime soon. 
So give me a little, let me give you a little uh, Papa Wemba, if that's okay to you guys. Yo, Lele. Great Papa Wemba. I wonder how he's doing. The last I heard, he was trying to smuggle immigrants into Europe or something like that, right? I don't know what's going on, people. We have about two minutes left. I want to say thank you for tuning in. Our next show, we're going to again do a show called Memoriam. We did one a couple of days ago, actually last week, I believe, in honor of uh, our brother Chabaya, Chabaya, who was killed back in the DRC. Um, you know, we had a lot of listeners for that, and people have been listening, and the listenership has been going up on that particular episode. 
But I want us to remember there are other people out there. We can't just talk about Lumumba all the time. We can't ignore the Mukayas and the Lingas and Muleles and all the other P-grades who fought for liberty also. Lumumba was the prime minister. Kasavubu was the president. And when we talk about Brother Shabaya, rest in peace, brother, we'll continue your struggle for human rights. We have to remember there are other people that fought for independence. This is my little commentary for today. There are other people that fought for independence back in the day, and I think we do a disservice by neglecting them. There are people fighting for rights right now back in DRC in the East who are suffering the brutality daily and continuously, but no one talks about them. No one's taking anything from Brother Chabea for his work, and rightfully so. He's been acknowledged around the world, and it's a tragic loss, and it leaves a big hole, but there are other people stepping to the forefront. There are other people that are fighting with him side by side. So let's remember as we celebrate the 50th year of independence for the DRC, as many countries are celebrating this year, the 50th year of independence. We have to remember it wasn't just Lumumba. There was a whole lot of people that was in, you know, that was in the struggle. Those two other people that got shot with them against the tree, can you tell me who they were? So we can't do the Western um, style of just picking one person like Rosa Parks and, and edify that person, yet ignore all the other greats who are fighting who may not have been as well known, but their struggle was just as hard nevertheless. Because you want to remember when they were looking for the two uh, Jewish brothers and the black American who was killed during the Civil Rights Movement, they were finding other bodies of people who were missing during the struggle. So let's just acknowledge that and remember that and always keep in mind that it's not one person who's great. It's the people around them that helps that person become great. And in the end, they all become great. So people, in our last few moments here, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Hope I gave some thought to you. Hope you understand I wanted you to think. I was giving my insight. My point of view is my point of view. I don't really go into it, but I wanted to ask you what your point of view was on the subject. Is Hollywood colorblind, colorstruck? doesn't matter. Is Hollywood post-racial? Or does Hollywood, the only race they think about is the green race. So, money. So, people, in our remaining seconds here, thank you for tuning in. Saiki Kessie Dabinga, live and direct Los Angeles. Stay smooth, stay you, stay out of trouble. You have a great weekend. I'm out of here. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.